listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark White from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. Now, this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the United States about bicycling. Uh, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Welcome to fall. Yes. It feels like fall today. Yeah, it finally does. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. And I'm here in beautiful uh, Iowa River Landing in, in Coralville, the, the world headquarters of the Iowa Bike Coalition. Welcome to the promised land outside central Iowa. And it's gorgeous here. <laughs> it always is. It feels like we should be out riding bikes instead of doing a podcast. We haven't had the tsunami of rain that you guys have gotten in central Iowa. No. It's, it's days like today that just fall is my favorite time of year and days like today just prove mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and the the fact that the sun is shining it's it's not quite jacket weather it's like maybe uh you know jeans and a and maybe a long sleeve t-shirt kind of weather that's the kind of weather i like yeah i went out and rode a ride it was a charity ride for alzheimer's uh this weekend and it was just a scotch enough cold that i wasn't i wasn't comfortable like i am during the summer um, I had a merino wool sweater on, so it was perfect. I mean, mm. my clothing was great, um, but the wind started to pick up towards the end, and it was just enough that if you stopped for a while, you were looking for a hill to go up so you could warm back up. Yeah. Um, if you're going downhill or flat, you're like, oh, a little shivery, and went up a hill, and I was fine. You know what's good about fall bike riding? What's that? There's no warm beer. <laughs> it's that would be like warm beer on the burr ride. Yeah, you can't yeah, find it. Yeah, because if you're like on a patio, you know, you get done with your ride and you 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 buy the, you know, the say the twenty four ounce or, or something like that, mm-hmm. and you set it down, and you're not, you know, you don't have your koozie on or anything like that, right. and it doesn't get warm, which right. is good. It's a good right. thing. Yeah. One one good thing. There's plenty of good things about fall riding. The leaves, the little crinkle underneath the bike tires. It's nice. Kind of got to watch out for deer, though. You know, deer and leaves and things like that. There could be some some challenges out there on the on the bike routes. You should come to my neighborhood for deer. I mean, we could almost name them. They're almost domesticated pets up in in my neighborhood. Just a ton of deer happening. So, did you happen to see that video of the deer flying by the cyclist? If you haven't, you need to go Google deer cyclist. Okay. Because basically there's cyclists going down with, with you know, basically cameras uh-huh. working. And all of a sudden a deer gets clipped by a by a motor vehicle. Sure. And the deer comes flying at the cyclist. Oh. And it's like, it almost looks like, you know, the cows in Twister. <laughs> like, I mean, it is literally that, like, we've got deer, you know, and it's like... <laughs> I guess that would be debris. But if you haven't seen it and if you've never been out on a ride and encountered a deer out there, I mean, it is spooky. Uh I mean, I've seen deer that have jumped in front of bikes. I've seen deer jump Mm -hmm. over cyclists. Um, But if you get stuck with with serious, you know, antlers, you're you're going down hard. Right. So so be careful out there because deer deer can mess (laughs) your day up pretty good. Um. So a lot of things going on in the world. Uh, gravel is coming up, and uh, we have a Murph's going to talk with with Todd 
uh, who's running the icy gravel ride this this month uh, or this week uh, for our special guest. Um, but there's a lot of gravel ride going on right now. Um, Spotted horse just finished yeah. a couple weeks ago. Um, I think there was one last weekend, a, a big gravel ride of some sort, and it's becoming the hot thing to do. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, what's your take? Have you done much gravel stuff? Well, you know, one of the challenges, I, I'd like them to get kind of a less, like, tough-as-nails ride for some of these gravel rides. Yeah. You know, like, the the one in Iowa City coming up is 100 miles or 100 kilometers. So you're talking, you know, 60, you know, plus miles or 100 mm-hmm. miles on, on gravel, which is which is pretty darn tough. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the, the equation is of X amount of miles on gravel would equal X right. amount on, on pavement. Um, but it would be, it'd be nice to have a few, you know, a little bit shorter rides uh-huh. to get like the people that are just kind of testing the waters out to say, that sounds like a lot of fun. I think I'll go for that 40 mile gravel ride right. with, with a little, you know, lunch stop or whatever in between. But to go out and say, Hey, I think I'll do the hundred miler on gravel <laughs> this weekend. It's like, man, well, you're separating a lot of people. Yeah. And so I know that's kind of a new trend and there's some, some established rides that have been going on for a long time. Hopefully there's going to be some more of the beginner intermediate type rides that attract the, the curiosity yeah. seekers to say, Oh, I think I'm going to try some gravel, but I'm not ready for a hundred miles. Right. No, I agree with it. I, you know, and I, I think there's a trend in the bike industry to go from casual to epic quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bike packing thing, sure. um, where people would pack all their camping equipment on their bike, take it out to a park. Twenty four hours later, they're back at home, has gone extreme, and now it's the tour divide, and it's the going across the U.S. and on single track trails, and and just this epic stuff it's fun to watch it's inspiring i am i love seeing what's out there but on the other hand there's not a place for me there Mm -hmm. you know i'm not interested i want to do 10 miles 20 miles 40 miles at the most and then go back home and go back to work on monday you know i'm a nine to fiver i don't have that much time to i'm not steve canyon no, no and i love steve canyon i love his stories and it inspires me to get out there in yeah. 20 or 40 miles, um, but I'm not going to do what he does. No. I'm not going to dig a hole in the snow and camp there in the middle of Alaska. Not going to do it. No. So, or, or, or the obviously a couple of weeks ago we had, you know, tour divide and mm-hmm. she was talking about, you know, just how difficult some of that stuff was. And it, it really is inspiring when you hear those stories, but it did inspire you to go out sure. and say, Hey, let's, let's go knock off a 50 mile ride or something, something like that, that you, you're not taking off during the day and coming back at nighttime. Right. And, and that's, you know, as, as we get into October, there's some frost out there and different things. When people are starting to say, I might, go into hyperthermia right that's not a good thing we want we want it to be fun and exciting and it's fun i mean different people have different levels of fun that that pushing yourself that suffer fest might be someone's fun right but it's not everyone's fun so jennifer and i went out on a really simple gravel ride this summer the fourth of july it was hot 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 that weekend um and we knew it, and, and this was our own stupidity that we got into this problem. But um, we decided to bring our fat bikes. 
and showed up. We were the only people on fat bikes. Everybody else had very gravel specific rigs out mm-hmm. there or cyclocross bikes. So our workload was twice as much as everybody else. Plus we're on gravel. So it's twice as harder as, as everybody else. Um, and this isn't a long ride. We're just going to a mano, which is like 15 miles from North Liberty, um, on some B roads. Uh, so it's not a long ride. There's some challenge to it. Um, but we also made the stupid move of only bringing a water bottle. Oh yeah. Which, you know, in the grand scheme of things is fine. You know, I can do a 15 mile pavement ride on one bottle, uh, coming back got a little bit longer for us. And we ran out of water on several spots. There was no place to fill because that's the other problem with gravel is, at least on, on paved routes, I can find services. I can find a convenience store. Mm-hmm. But if you're out in the in the sticks. You're in trouble. And you don't have a convenience store to, to refill water. Um, you got to plan ahead. So I think that's one of the cool things that gravel folks do is they are meticulous planners. They are expecting... They're expecting the worst to happen, so they're going to bring more stuff with them than what they anticipated, mm-hmm. or they know what they're doing. And I think that's the other key is they prep a little bit more. Yeah, well, you can always find that like windmill is pumping out water and yeah. and, 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 and you know battle the cattle for it. But uh, I hope it's not contaminated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea though. I think planning would would be a yeah. better solution. Yeah. But no, I, I'll I'll be honest. I don't know a whole lot about the the gravel movement sure. and you know the different rides. I do know that there's more and more popping up, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm adventurous. I th- I think it's um it's a neat trend. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are concerned about being on roads mm-hmm. with with other motor vehicles. But we you know even gravel is not a hundred percent foolproof we've seen some sure. some people that have been hit by cars on gravel because a lot of the vehicles aren't expecting bikes to be out there yeah and and you might get chased by a dog or two on gravel which which is a good thing <laughs> keeps your I, I you know yeah about every time i go on gravel i find a, a dog that doesn't expect what we're doing i did we did have one jennifer and i graveled up to solon and back and on the way back there's a dog that jumped us and uh, I think he was more shocked than we were. He's like, <laughs> what are these things? So yeah. I, want, I want to play. He yeah. didn't really want to chase. He just wanted to play and to, jump out. Yeah. But, yeah, it scares the dickens out of you at first, and then you're all right. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think the traffic part is an inherent safety feature as well as one of those risks that you got to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people are out there. I know World of Bikes, which is my bike shop in Iowa City, um, they have a gravel ride every Monday. It's a no-drop ride. They do about 20 miles. I haven't been out. Just timing hasn't worked for me, but I'm hoping to get out there. This time of the year, though, it's going to be dark when they get home, so you got to plan, yeah. you got to plan ahead. Yeah. yeah. So this one coming up, October 27th, the Iowa City Gravel. Um, I guess this is the second time they're doing this run, it looks yeah. like. And so um, more and more of these events are popping up, and we, we got to make sure that we're promoting all kinds of travel. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this is, this is a, a trend that's here to stay. And whatever bike you're coming out on, fat bike, gravel bike, mm-hmm. cross bike, you know, what, whatever you're coming out. If you come out on a tandem, I mean, who knows what you're going to come out on. But you know what? It's it's all fun. You know, getting, yeah. getting out there and riding, um, you know, beats a day of sitting sitting at home watching football. You sure. know, so get out there. I mean, you can always come back and watch football after your ride. Right. But um, 
the fall is just such a neat time to to get out there and experience some of the some of the great roads. We've probably got more gravel in Iowa, I'm guessing, than than most states. Yeah, we're we're up there. We're I think we've got about sixty seventy thousand miles of gravel roads. Um, I think Texas and Kansas are are way up there. Uh, there's a couple other states above us. I don't know which one's off the top of my head, but we're in that top five. Yeah. Uh, so as far as a resource, it's there. I mean, it's that's pretty cool. Um, gravel bikes are becoming a huge thing. Our survey that we do about double uh, the people that own gravel bikes last year own them this year. So uh, people are buying gravel-specific bikes. I don't think it's necessary. I think that's one of the things that gravel folks have said as a feedback is that you might have that hybrid bike or that mountain mm-hmm. bike that would work and work well for you. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but our, our friend Cowboy over in Oregon, they mm-hmm. they Cycle Oregon did a gravel event. No and way. It was a weekend gravel event. You know, we've typically stolen a lot of events from Cycle Oregon. <laughs> I'm not saying that we're doing gravel rag by by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, but um, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And, and we're going to see him in a couple of weeks. We'll probably talk to him to see, cool. you know, how did it go? Um but I, I think that kind of that campfire mentality and all that kind of stuff could mm-hmm. be, could be a lot of fun to do some weekenders instead of just these one day. Yeah, I think a lot of people you talk about that that you know bike packing and, and all that. I think people do want that getaway kind of escape from reality where you're with your peers, you know, you might, you know, be over a fireplace and have a cold mm-hmm. one or, or something along that or, or breaking bread with people. So I think that, I think that's something that's worth exploring if there's yeah. some um, opportunities there. Um, still not too cold to, to, to tent camp. Right. I mean, right. it's, it's um, I've seen people uh, out in their hammocks still, um, you better have the right blanket, uh, I would imagine, <laughs> and or in a wool cap if you're if you're missing a little hair up top. But you know what? Until that white stuff starts flying, it's still some some fun to be had out there in the great outdoors of Iowa. Cool in the Midwest. Cool. Well, let's look forward and hearing what Todd and Kathy have to visit about. I think it'll be a great show today. Well, hello, Just Go Bike podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here again, and today I'm sitting with Todd from Iowa City Gravel. Hey, Todd. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, good. Well, listeners, you may recall Todd and I did a podcast last year about an inaugural gravel ride in Iowa City, which I think was just called ICG? I, I see gravel or ICG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got a little creative with the logo where the uh, ICG looks like 100 to us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking at the poster. It does kind of look that way. Yeah. Um, well, that same ride is coming up October 27th, which uh, at our recording time is a, about a week and a half away. And I wanted to meet up and talk more about it with Todd and just more about gravel riding and just maybe see what Todd's up to. So let's get started. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned October 27th is this uh, gravel ride. Um, What role do you play? Uh, Well, I'm the creator and race director and ride support and cook and cat herder and et cetera. (laughs) Uh, We got a pretty small team that does this, but uh, Mm -hmm. they're great people. Good. And I'm assuming it's a volunteer role. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And do you get to 
ride it or are you going to be busy on race day? I'm busy on race day. Yeah. I get to go out and scout the course with nobody else around and nice. kind of enjoy that part of it. Nice, nice. Uh, I follow um, Sarah Cooper. I don't know if you, I'm sure that you know her. Yeah. And it was awesome uh, watching her like on social media doing the scouting out and she is, she's almost a hero of mine. I yeah. watch her social media and I see what she talks about with uh, Spotted Horse Ultra and also with uh, the upcoming Iowa Wind and Rock. And what she does personally in her race career is uh, inspiring and the amount of detail and love that she puts into it is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's got an amazing support team too. She does. She has a great, a lot of great people around her that have a very similar ethos. And so uh, one more Iowa treasure that we have for Iowa gravel. Yeah, definitely. Well, looking at your ride, I guess um, I called it a race, so maybe I should clarify that. Is it a race or is it a ride? It is race. It's um, a race. We, you know, we record we record times and their prizes for the winners and everything, but we also realize that a lot of folks are just riding it for the challenge. Um, many races that uh, other other people do. There's like one support spot in a hundred miles, you know, and you gotta you gotta figure out how to get fifty miles out there into the middle of nowhere before you're even allowed to have support and stuff. We try to make it more for uh, accessible for an intermediate rider, where we have a hundred kilometer route, which is about sixty six miles. We have a lot of stops where people can stop and refill their water bottles and receive support and uh, all that kind of stuff. And it's a little different, um, you know. I mean, it's different than some of the really ultra events where the stress of figuring out how you're going to get to the next spot is really part of the oh, challenge, sure, sure. you know, and really being self-supported once you get done with that, that's uh, another badge of honor that you have. Um, so that's one of the things that is maybe a little different about us versus, uh, again, Sarah Cooper's Spine mm-hmm. Elish Ultra that's 150 to 200 miles of just get out there and find yourself. Sure, sure. Well, with that said, uh, how is the planning going? Because it sounds like you have to do a little bit more planning than a, a find your route on your own type race. <laughs> yeah, you know, in this second year, a lot, a lot of ways it's a little simpler. Um, we are using the same course as last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all the vendors that we used last year, we're really supportive about coming back this year. Uh, a lot of our lead volunteers, they're, they're back and doing all those things. But uh, our goal, of course, is to be better than last year, mm-hmm. even though we're doing the same course and we're doing a lot of the same things. Um, we just don't want to be complacent, you know, but the one thing that would make it even better is more volunteers. Sure. <laughs> so, Always. So Always. if anybody out there is listening and they're thinking, this sounds cool, but I'm not trained for it, come out and volunteer and see how it works. Yep. And most of the time when you're a volunteer and you see the event in, in action, you want to be a participant in it or at least volunteer well, again. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, volunteering at these kind of things is uh, is eye-opening. Yeah, maybe it's a challenge that you want to do, but maybe it's uh, something else that you can uh, you can realize there's more possible in your life mm-hmm. when you see other people competing something that's they might feel like is beyond their abilities. So being part of that is really is really unique. Definitely, yeah. Well, uh, give us some ride details. Um, I think all we've really said is that it's October 27th, and it's a gravel ride, but give us some uh, some other details. Okay. Um, well, our registration actually closes on October 21st. Oh, boy. So, so listeners right got to jump in if they want to try it. Exactly. Um, and our mileage is we have either a 100-mile course or a 100-kilometer course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the routes are a little longer than this because you never want somebody to feel like they were shortened <laughs> when sure. they go out and ride 100 miles. <laughs> Um, you know, and right in creating a course is never an exact science. Um, we start and end 
at River Junction. Um, and there's this old general store from the turn of the century down there that the owners have just rolled out the red carpet for us last year, again this year. Uh, they're some of the most hospitable people ever. And that's that's saying something here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? This, this event would not have the same flavor if it wasn't there. Um, some of the places we, we pass through, we stop at Wilson's Orchard. We have volunteers there that are probably stuffing apple donuts in your face with <laughs> apple slushies and stuff like that. Nice. Um, and it's just a beautiful place to be at this time of year. Um, we cross Sutliff Bridge, which, again, is another great place. Sure. If you have some friends that want to take a picture of you, get them out there to Sutliff Bridge. Uh, Seacrest Octagonal Barn down in Downey is a really unique kind of architectural thing uh, that we get to stop and relax and kind of check out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we go through the town of West Liberty. And uh, Burt's Tavern down in Nichols, Iowa, is actually our last checkpoint. And that's by design. Uh, we realize that some riders at that time will probably be almost done with the ride. And if they're there watching football and having a beer... We may just have to go pick them up. <laughs> so well, that's kind of our last sure. obstacle. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, how about like the terrain and, um, you know, what cy- what can cyclists expect? Um, you know, we really strive to make it a nice mix of Iowa gravel. Um, the north side of our route is up around the lake and through the river valleys. And so it's hilly and wooded and beautiful there. And then we get down to the south, and uh, which is kind of towards the end of our route. And it's wide open farm fields and fairly flat you know it's it's a nice nice mix of what you can find in iowa gravel um you know and you know we also have quite a few b roads which actually my favorite you know and those are just backcountry roads that may be just a a grass track through a a field or through some woods or just a wide muddy hilly road (laughs) um some of my riders from last year uh definitely we're challenged by our B roads because yeah. it was so rainy and, and muddy last year. So, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, walking that happens or carrying your bike at those times. You know, yeah, there was. There was a lot of hike a bike and uh, last year, and you know, we watched the weather. And as a race director, I looked at what we we were doing, where we were trying to make it very accessible for people, where they were there was lots of stops where people could stop, um, and we had. Um, mechanical sport a lot of those places and because of our vendors and our volunteers they actually popped up three bike washes out on the on the course last year so we kept those muddy b roads in there and uh it was a challenge it was it was we had a really high rate of dnf which is did not finish last year and uh you know we kind of kept them around to make sure that there was still a challenge to this even though it was uh, mother nature kind of had her say and i'm sure she'll have her say again this year (laughs) you know uh with his wet of winter of winter fall it has been in the flooding that's been locally we've really been catching keeping an eye on the weather sure and i would guess the majority of people that dnf their first year are going to want to come back and try it again well we hope so i mean myself as a racer that's i always want to be doing something i just don't know if i could finish on right. that day you know and when if i do i feel really great and if i get close i know that i gotta try it again um some other people don't feel that way. Some other people <laughs> feel like, wow, this was this was a whole lot of not fun. <laughs> it was uh, maybe type four fun, uh, you know, the different types of fun there are. The type one fun where you're having fun while you're doing it. The type two fun where you're not really having fun while you're doing it, but later on you realize that it was yeah. fun. Uh, to type three where you you think you had fun, <laughs> but you're not quite sure how that ever works out in your head. And then type four fun is really, I just never want to do that again. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. And speaking of types, um, I've learned, you know, from podcasting with people who do gravel that there are all different types of gravel. 
like the size of the rocks, the quality of the gravel, the, you know, it's either packed in or it's real loose. And you probably, as a uh, organizer, you know, obviously you drive on the terrain and you see it, but you just never know when the city or the county is going to upgrade or overgrade or whatever they're grading. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, that's something that as a race director, we've talked with other directors, you almost don't want the county to know where you're at mm-hmm. because the county thinks, oh, well, we're going to go out and make that road brand new. Yeah, uh, yeah. And brand new gravel is very loose. Your tires sink into it. Right. You really want that stuff that's been driven over quite a bit of times that you have some tracks in, in the middle of which you can, uh, you know, find some real good uh, some less less rock and sure. more more almost like pavement on there. Uh, so yeah, we kind of always kind of keep our route a secret towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart move. Well, you spoke a little bit about um, you know last year's ride and the weather and the level B roads, and um, this is the second year for the ride. And you did say you're going to keep the route about the same. Yep. Um, any major changes? Well. Uh, one of the big changes that we're going to do is we're actually going to do fireworks afterwards. Ooh. Uh, this spring, I was able to go down to Land Run 100, uh, which is very early in the spring, about the middle of March. And the way they start their race is with a, uh, a cannon shot, you know, to honor those Oklahoma Sooners. And it made me start thinking that we need a way to end the season. And what better way to end the season with than with fireworks, with another mm-hmm. bang? And uh River Junction is kind of the home of Stump Sound Shooters, so we, we work with them to put on a little fireworks display. We're hoping that that'll give uh, people a chance to sit back, relax after the race, yeah. watch other people finish, and look forward to something where they can invite their friends and family to come out and enjoy a little bit of fireworks right in the evening. That's awesome. And what town did you say that's in? Uh, that's in River Junction, Iowa. River Junction. All right. Well, if listeners want to know more about this ride, you know whether they decide to do it this year or another in the future, where can they find information? Um one of the places is www.icgravel.com, um, and the other place is Facebook. Just search it up there, and we always doing we're always doing updates there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, obviously, you know, gravel biking continues to be popular. Why do you think this is? Um, I think that gravel racing is just kind of in its infancy right now, and there is no set pattern. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Uh, let's say marathoning, which I know you've done your first marathon mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. uh, where you know that you're going to go out and you're going to run 26.2 miles. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be exactly 26.2 miles. And there's probably going to be water stops every mile and mm-hmm. everything. Um, gravel racing, every director, or every event that gets put on, and there's lots of little grass, grassroots events that come up. Every one of them has got their own flavor. Every one of them is a little different. You know, there's no set course. There's no set amount of miles that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no set amount of support that you'll receive. So in a way, you can kind of go out and just find the event that fits your goals and your challenges that you want to accept that time. Um, as I said, that uh, you know we're kind of aiming to be in that intermediate re- level where we have a lot of folks that maybe this is the first time they do uh, gravel racing and mm-hmm. they're going to really appreciate knowing exactly how far they need to get to get to that next bottle of water. But you know, there's other great events out there. Uh, we talked about the Spider Horse Ultra, mm-hmm. uh, which is here in Iowa. Um, you know, if you want to go down to, like I said, land run and try to conquer hundred miles of red dirt clay down there and feel like a rock star when you finish, because mm-hmm. Bobby Winnell and those guys really make the end, uh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to be. If, uh, you want to figure, Hey, I can go 200 miles of Flint Hills in Emporia, Kansas, and again, feel like a rock star when you finish and really do something that the whole nation seems to have an eye on mm-hmm. right now. 
then you can go to Dirty Kanza. If you just want to go out and get lost and really find out who you are and push through the night, there's great events like this year's upcoming uh, Iowa Wind and Rock. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be about 340 miles of Iowa gravel early in wow. the spring. And uh, is really paying homage to Trans-Iowa, which is one of the, the great granddaddies. And if you just want to see so many people out on the gravel that is so pouring down just by so many bikes out there, you go out to Michigan and try Barry Roubaix, which is actually the biggest gravel race in the country. Oh, nice. Okay. So there is a lot of options out there. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons the gravel is quite popular right now is mm -hmm. because it's new, exciting, and everybody has a little bit different take on it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Mark and TJ were talking about in the intro earlier um, how many miles of gravel exist in Iowa. And that's kind of a, you know, people don't think about it until you're on a bike and you're like, I can go anywhere. You can. You know, I, I know uh, some local people are trying to ride every gravel road in Johnson County. Oh, and my. that's been a whole summer project for them. <laughs> I love the, the shirt that shows all of Iowa gravel um, that I think Ray Gunn does. Um, yeah, it really that's one of the premises that we did when we first started this race is that Iowa has the best gravel and Iowa city in particular is well situated to be able to get to gravel within a few blocks. Uh, we have great places to stop and see. We have great river valleys to kind of go explore. Um, so it's very interesting to, to feel like this is almost an undiscovered place. I mean, there's a lot of gravel riders in Iowa, but there's you know, the big names in gravel racing are like Alamanzo and Barry Rupay and uh, down in Kansas and Omaha with Gravel Worlds. And, you know, really, Iowa deserves to uh, have a race that everybody can get to and sure. everybody can do. Sure. Well, uh, do you have any advice you would give uh, someone who's thinking about gravel riding? Um, you know what? Just go out and find a road and get mm -hmm. on your bike and enjoy it, you know, and go out there and do it three or four times and be willing to maybe change the tires on your bike or uh, lower the pressure, lower the seat a little bit to be a little more comfortable. Uh, riding tips, the big thing I would say is, you know, relax. Let your body yeah. and bike kind of work with the train a little bit. Don't try to fight it. Just uh, don't worry about going fast. Just keep going. And uh, the biggest safety tip I can give people is when you crest the hill, be to the right. Sure. Um, you know, other people are coming up that hill. Gravel ro gravel roads are places where people usually drive down the center of it. Mm -hmm. So protect yourself. Be to the right when you're cresting a hill so that if you have oncoming traffic, they have plenty of room to get around you. And that's great advice about the relaxing. Because I can tell you when I've done gravel, I'm I'm so tensed up and I'm looking at every rock shoot out. I'm like, ah, gosh, I need to relax. Yeah, I told you last year and I'll tell you again. <laughs> just, just lower those tire pressures and go have yourself a Wilson's uh, apple slushy and enjoy <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, any cycling adventures that you've been on that, you know, in the last year you want to share? Um, yeah. You know, I uh, went down with my cohort that uh, organizes IC Gravel with me uh, who rode uh, Land Run down in, um, in, not Emporia, excuse me, Stillwater, Oklahoma, mm. uh, which is a 100-mile race right at the beginning of the season. And I did support for him and got to see how that all worked. That was an amazing weekend. Um, I've done... Recently, I did 24 Hours of Coming, uh, which is just down south of Des Moines. Mm -hmm. uh, really great Iowa race where uh, they have 400 miles of Iowa gravel to be riding. Uh, I did it with the team, so we just took 100 kilometers of it and mm -hmm. met back up. And, and doesn't it always, like, rain or something terrible <laughs> happens with weather every year on that ride? You know, it was hot this year. Oh, hot. Okay, yeah. You know, and... Uh, I ended up pulling the night shift, oh, nice. so like I left about 10 a.m. and uh, it took me until three or four in the morning to get done with my 100 kilometers. 
Um, but Steve Cannon does an amazing job mm-hmm. of, he basically does four times as not much route planning as we have to do. Uh, because yeah. every one of these 100 mile, kilom- uh, 100 kilometer routes <laughs> is different. And uh, we kind of all go back to the same spot and coming. And it is, um, it's really a challenge, you know, and yeah, I, I spent all day supporting my other riders and mm-hmm. then it was my turn to ride and I had very little sleep and really found a, found a little bit of myself south of Des Moines there uh, <laughs> as I was going and there's nowhere to get water and I haven't about figure out the logistics of managing what I can carry on my bike. Sure. And, uh, you know, and when you want to quit, you know, you have a team that's counting on you to get there so that they can start. So it was a really neat event. Um, what else have I done? Uh, just recently, I got back from Michigan, where I did a Fargo Sub 48, hmm. which is a 48-hour f- bike packing adventure. Oh, 48 hours! I thought you were going to say 48 miles. Yeah, well, it's not 48 hours of constant riding. What we yeah. do is, uh, you know, we we meet up on Friday night. There may be a couple kegs there and bonfire. Uh, Saturday, we just go out and ride our bikes for 40 to 80 miles, whatever mm-hmm. year they decide to do that year. Uh, this year included a little bit of single track and lots of gravel roads. We go to another campsite, have dinner all together. There might be some more kegs. <laughs> um, you know, and then Sunday we get up and we kind of ride back to the car and get going. So the Sub 48 is really about um, how you, you don't really need a whole lot of time to have an adventure, especially on mm-hmm. a bike. You know, you can do a Sub 24, which is, hey, I'm going to leave Friday afternoon after work and I'm going to be back by noon on Saturday. Sure. But I'm going to have camped. I'm going to have ridden a lot of great gravel. Uh, Sub 48, just uh, double that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, any other events you're working on? Um, you know, I would like to do something like that here in Iowa, um, where we'd like to do a, uh, sub 48 bikepacking adventure in the spring. Uh, obviously I don't want to do it too close to icy gravel because we're so busy, but, um, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at maybe setting that up next year. Awesome. I love anything to do with, uh, bikepacking or, you know, panniers, anything, you know, when you realize you don't need as much stuff as you think you need to throw on your bike. Yeah, and really the way that uh, Fargo Sub 48 did it really opened my eyes to how much how much more relaxed you are when all you have to do is carry your tent and your sleeping gear and yeah. stuff like that. And they figure out where you're going to camp. They figure out how to get food and beer to you. Mm-hmm. You know, carrying your food and beer for <laughs> 100 miles on gravel is, is a big challenge, you know. <laughs> uh, so... Taking the worry out of that part really allows you to kind of relax and um, enjoy. Yeah. Just enjoy being out. And the whole thing you do with camping anyways. I mean, you don't go camp just to sit at a campsite. You go camp to go camp to hike or for for us, we're riding our bikes. We like to go do that kind of stuff. So um, the camping's great, but it's really the activity around it. Sure, yeah. I hope you do schedule something. You'll have to keep us updated because that would be a fun adventure. Yeah, we got we to gotta find a couple places and... Uh, uh, get a weekend. My wife's birthday is in the spring, so we got to stay away from that. Oh, yep. But, you know, so it's, it's a matter of scheduling and, uh, you know, finding enough people interested in doing it. Sure, sure. Well, and you're keeping busy on doing other things too, aren't you? Yeah, you know, um, right now my personal challenge is I'm actually training for Ironman in Arizona, which is coming up here in about four weeks. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of training. There's a lot, of, lot going on right now. Uh, last night I went out and swam about a mile and a half out at the lake in oh, gosh. 56 degree weather. It was kind of, <laughs> kind of nutty, but it felt good. Um, you know, and like I got a five and a half hour ride on my bike, uh, this weekend after this weekend, I'm going to just be doing gravel and fat biking, but you know, uh, <laughs> hopefully after November 18th, I'll 
have uh, accomplished that goal and we'll be back to planning that bikepacking event for yeah you yeah yeah excellent and best of luck to you i mean an iron man is something that it's beyond you know what i can dream of doing the physical challenge but also the mental game is just crazy well you know uh, i think i mentioned last year the triathlon is kind of where i came from mm-hmm. as far as this goes and to me, an Ironman is almost nothing compared to those people that can go out and challenge 340 miles of Iowa gravel with thunderstorms and stuff going on. So I find a lot of inspiration in the gravel community. When I go and look for um, endurance travel, uh, endurance, endurance challenges that I think mm-hmm. I can accomplish, um, you know, so it, it's a give and take. I, it, just because uh, I prefer to swim and run a little bit more <laughs> than a lot of other bikers, uh it, uh, there's things that people are doing on bikes and stuff that are just completely humbles me. Sure. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Todd, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really uh, entertaining and, you know, got to learn some new stuff. Well, anytime, Murph. Yeah, you bet. Well, listeners, I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Isaiah's Law of Frustration. One cannot make an omelet without breaking eggs, but it's amazing how many eggs one can break without making a decent omelet. Think about it. All right, we've come to the end of another edition of the Jisco Bike Podcast. We're closing in on 90 editions already in in the book, so uh, appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Hopefully by now you're subscribing or or sending us notes about what you think of this podcast. And if you're not subscribing, just go to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, you know, Two Coconuts with a Wire, anything like that to get your (laughs) podcast. They're all good methods. And and who's this podcast brought to you by, Mark? Uh, Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. This is a great place to bicycle since we're sitting right in Iowa City uh, recording this episode today. Uh, there's plenty of places to ride around here. So come out and enjoy Think Iowa City and all the curious surrounding communities. Bikes to You, one of the best bike shop charters and bike shops in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, if you're looking for a tune up or if you're looking for uh, apparel or, or equipment, uh, step over there to Grinnell, check them out. And then finally, Primal Wear out of Golden or out of Denver, Colorado. I wanted to say Golden, Denver, yeah. Denver Colorado. Uh, Primal Wear. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, apparel, socks, anything else that you might need, uh, visit PrimalWear.com. We're working with Primal right now, designing uh, the new Rag Red jersey, and uh, they've just got some amazing amazing artists that, that yeah. work for them and um if you're looking for just you know custom apparel i mean now's a great time to start thinking about that kind of stuff and just um all kinds of gear so um don't don't be afraid to look them up and um take a look you'll you'll like what you see cool so, well good so we talked a little gravel today murph had a great interview um you know getting us inspired to get out there and ride um what's what's the next couple of months looking uh, like i know we've got obviously january's on the on the you know the, on the horizon but anything good coming up in between then you know we've got draft coming up is that uh, i'm looking over at kathy because she's going to tell me november 15th is draft in council bluffs cb all right iowa um, I think that's going to be a great event. I, I just talked to Lance the other day. They're looking forward to it. It seems like they got a real good lineup of speakers starting to come together. Um, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there. I think Council Bluffs could be the best attended draft that we've had so mm. far. I think there's a challenge there. Interesting. I think they could put I think they can put a hundred people in the room without trying too hard. Okay. Yeah. It, and that's gonna be a fun one. I'm gonna have to check that one out. I like Council Bluffs. It's a you're due to travel someplace, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. And it's um what is that during the week I'm guessing? Uh Thursday, I believe. The, Thursday. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Is that the night? Do they do the taco ride on Thursday somewhere around there? Uh, yeah, somewhere could be. over there. Yeah, it could be. In, right sure in that Thursday area. or Tuesday, but right on the those. Wabash. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that would be kind of gravelish, almost or limestoneish, <laughs> or whatever. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a natural it's a surface. Form, a form of uh, limestone gravel, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, right. sounds like a lot of fun coming up, but, um, you know, no matter what, no matter we talked about gravel today, no matter what your style of cycling is, if it's, you know, going around the block, if it's, you know, um, you know, helping your, uh, an elderly person, um, you know, in, getting introduced to a bike, if it's, you know, uh, a toddler on a tricycle, anything to do to just get out there and enjoy the, the great outdoors. That's the important stuff. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about on this podcast. We just want more people to get out and enjoy enjoy life and enjoy cycling. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, safety tip to close it out, lights. It's that time of year, nighttime. Got to have lights on in Iowa, sundown to sunrise. Thanks a lot. Be safe out there. Just go bike. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.